Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me are my positive gangsters, Lon and Mariam. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, if, you're, if you're looking to employ somebody, um, I'm available. My top three strengths are finances and teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you guys for listening. Uh, on our podcast, we say what we want to say because this is our goddamn culture. And this is motherfucking <laughs> U.S. of A. America, baby. <laughs> America. Well, as usual, shall we start with Andre and Libby? This really wasn't even about Andre for me. This was about Libby and her fucking family. Just dogging, I think, um, the the culture and the food. And it was just, I don't know, it, it enraged me to see how they were acting about the dinner and, and then again at breakfast. And um, yeah, I mean, Andre was talked about a little bit, I guess, when um, Libby was trying on clothes. But I think for me, this, the, the scene that really stole the show was them just calling the food peasant food and saying they didn't want to eat anything. thought it was poor taste. Excuse the pun. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, I totally feel you, Lon. I thought that was so low class of them. Mm. You know, like Andre's mom makes this spread and like all the food is like so detail oriented with all this love and they just like just shit all over it. You know what I mean? And yeah. they are Floridians. So I don't know what kind of highbrow, you know, KFC taste they have over there. But I was super, super annoyed. And yeah. I was kind of annoyed with Andre's sister-in-law, who totally just talked shit about him. She started trashing like, him. Oh, yeah. my God. I think it was more of uh, oh, that man. felt like a girl moment, though, that they were having. Like, it wasn't so much I'm going to defend my family, which I think she should have done. Mm-hmm. But it almost felt like she got kind of suckered into that whole she got invited to, you know, try on dresses. And, you know, it's one of those where, oh, she was. It was, I think it was intentional on Libby's family's part to kind of make her feel comfortable, you know, disarm her a bit and, you know, have her talk shit about Andre. Because, you know, it's between us ladies, you know? Yeah, as Larissa would put it, it's very manipulative Manipulative-y. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, let's do a recap here, right? So these folks from Florida called Andre's parents' house the Projects things that their Airbnb is like being in South Beach or Hollywood yeah. Hills and for some reason calls Moldovan food peasant food mm-hmm. and thinks that it's all scraps even though yeah. I, I don't know about you guys what I saw were grapes and croissant someone <laughs> so also mentioned who... um, that there was caviar on some of the crackers right. like who it's... calls caviar peasant food yeah 
Right, o- only trashy people, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even if it's not caviar, maybe it's just you know fish egg, right? Even that's Row, pretty yeah. fancy. Yeah, fish roe yeah. is pretty mm-hmm. fancy. And then not only that, but as soon as Jen touched down in Moldova, she like shits on the weather right away. And mm. let's not forget, she also threw a lot of cheap shots at Andre. And I, I feel like you know, Andre took it like a man. I think he knew what to expect from his sister-in-law. And, and let's not forget, she described the traditional Moldovan wedding dress as like very high. Like, yeah, house on the yeah. very leg. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's They're really looking down on this whole Moldova culture and, you know, just being very, you know, I hate to say this, but being very American. I guess, you know, just because there's no Walmart and Macadese <laughs> doesn't mean that... <laughs> Moldova-like culture, but yeah, it's just disappointing to hear, you know, how they find Moldova and the food and all that. It's almost like they like culture, you know. They mm-hmm. haven't been traveling a lot or something. I think I think that Libby's family just hates Andre, so anything associated with him, they automatically hate it. So, <sighs> like whatever Moldova is, like they hate it automatically because of Andre. Like it doesn't matter. It's like they're in the Eiffel Tower. You know, like let's just say the Eiffel Tower was in Moldova. They were just like, what the hell is this thing? Right. It's like a makeshift <laughs> right. jail. I don't know. Yeah. It right. something weird. <laughs> yeah. And some, someone um, that I was engaging with on social media brought this up and said they think that Libby's family is trying to position themselves into a spinoff like the Chantel, like the family Chantel. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're over here just, you know, being really gross and outrageous to you know get attention get ratings obviously and you know see if they can turn this into some kind of hustle obviously so i wouldn't watch it fuck that yeah <laughs> definitely want the spin-off right it's uh, like trying to perpetuate the drama and trying to stretch out their 50 minutes of fame so yeah no it's a no for me dog it's a no for me too man it's Uh-oh. a hard no for me y'all yeah yeah all right, so moving on from one trash to another trash in the form of Koti. Oh, God. Did you guys read that article I sent about why women fall for Koti? It's like, it makes sense, but <sighs> holy shit, he doesn't deserve it, though. Can you summarize for our listeners? You know, it's a, it's a subreddit um, on the 90 Day Fiancé Reddit. Um, it's about how this person theorized that Colty gets all the chicks because he's confident in himself. You know, even though he knows what he looks like, but he's just confident. He's he's a gamer. So I guess, you know, he attracts nerdy girls or gamer girls. You know, he likes cats. So obviously the cat ladies would <laughs> swamp to him. I kind of sort of believe that. Like I can see Colty's very firm and he's comfortable with his skin and you know a size boobs but like <laughs> <laughs> okay by the way can i just say Colty is another person that i think is definitely stretching his 50 minutes of fame yeah he's constantly trying to like hide something from the people that he's dating you know and like his the mom fact is that a- vanessa is living with them right oh my right. gosh like, did he what? have sex with her? Yes, he did. He did, right? Yeah. Is that what they were insinuating? Or that just or just that she's staying with him now? She's apparently his quote unquote roommate. And I don't know about you guys, but 
they're hitting it, right? Roommate, wink, wink, right? Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. Some roommate. type of chemistry, cat chemistry going on between them or something. I don't know what you want to call yeah. it. Oh yeah, totally. Or else, here's the thing: if it was friends, they wouldn't be lying about it. They wouldn't be hiding it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be they covering claim. it up. Yes. Like, come on, you know. And th- there's a reason for that, and. It all comes down to Colty being selfish and Colty trying to stretch out, you know, this is this time that he's got. Well, I, I can't knock the hustle, but at the same time, like, I, I can't respect him for it either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you guys think about his uh, ice cream date with his girlfriend, his mom? Could he be any <laughs> at, grosser? Like, oh, man. No. At a place <laughs> called Lick. Yeah. Oh, I saw that, that shot. That was man. so weird. <laughs> It yeah, says lick, and, he, and he's like, "It's like, what was it like? Un, like taking off a condom, like removing, uh, a condom. unwrapping a condom." Oh, he on. says, "Come on, yeah, man. gross, <laughs> incestuous." That's so gross. I mean, for him, I'd expect him to say like unwrapping a candy bar or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, he he's such a gross person, and I kind of agree. Like, why not just tell Jess? while she's still in Brazil, that you've moved in Vanessa and mm-hmm. then see what her reaction is before you drag the girl all the way to Las Vegas and have her, like, just experience it firsthand. Like, either this is a clear, fake setup type of a situation or he really just has, like, no comprehension in his head as as to how women will react, which kind of makes me understand Larissa even more, Right. Because based off of what Colt's doing, he doesn't care about anyone's feelings except for his own and maybe his mama's once in a while. But he does whatever the hell he wants to, whenever the hell he wants to, and whoever is around him has to be okay with it. Or guess what? I'm going to call the police on you. Like, that's that's his shtick. So I'm kind of interested in a weird way to see kind of what's going to happen. happen. Yeah, Yeah. I'm super, super (laughs) interested. So that's on the flip side. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't wait to see Jess reprimand him, like how she did when she found out the first time that he's still in contact with Vanessa. That showdown was comical to me. It's just pure entertainment that I I'm here for. What do you guys think about Colty's drone hitting him in the face? That was like the highlight for me. Do you guys catch that? No. Which way? Say that again. He was playing with his oh, drone yeah, and it yeah, hit yeah, him yeah. in the face. <laughs> I, I, I kind of whispered loser under my breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good for a chuckle, but I, yeah, I, d- I didn't make note of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to Colty's ex, Larissa. What do you guys think about her request for... Some you know, titties. Yeah, biggie boobs. Biggie boobs. Biggie boobs. <laughs> uh, uppy and puffy. <laughs> Get rid of this. <laughs> she, she reminds me of like these people that like hooked on the look and just keep doing these cosmetic surgeries and, and they just kind of go down this like downward spiral. I mean, yeah, I'm, dude, that, I'm, that's a term for it. I'm kind of like Team Eric. I think she looks really good. You know, I think she looks great yeah. considering she's had two kids. She's done her lips and she's done a little bit of work in her face. And for me, that's more than enough personally. But I think she should stop, you know, like I get it. Like she wants these ginormous boobs. Maybe it's because she's in Vegas and maybe that's just what Vegas girls look like. 
But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with having small boobs. Like, it's equally as attractive to the right person. And Eric is over here saying, you're fine, don't do it for me. Yeah, she kind of insists. So I'm kind of, like, asking myself, like, is she in a good place in her head? Because it feels like some of this body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. it could, be, it could yeah. be, like, this, like, drop in confidence. It could be, like, this, like, uncertainty in her relationship. Like, you know, it could be trauma from her relationship with Colt. I kind of feel bad for her, you know? Yeah, that was a term that I wanted to inform you guys is that it's so suspect that Larissa might have body dysmorphia because mm. I, I don't know why else would she want to improve her looks. I mean, she looks great as, as it is. I don't understand why she needs to, you know, I don't understand why she's trying to get big boobs. You know, it, maybe it's, it's to get back at Colty. Which is what um, Eric suspects, right? Yeah, which is what Eric suspects, which is like so funny because little did they know, Colty has grown boobs. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, oh <God>. that's, <laughs> maybe it's a competition now. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe she's trying to uh, compete with him now. Yeah. Like, you got double Ds, I'm going to get double Es. Watch it. Oh, man. Yeah, for me, I, d- I don't even have a problem so much with her wanting the surgery and stuff. Like, you know, I, I think we all have insecurities and if there were there were ways to get rid of them with money then i'm all for it right uh for me what bothered me was again i i I keep going back to how selfish she portrays herself and how greedy she portrays herself like so in in that episode just how she felt so entitled to his money and his savings you know and i don't know if that was scripted but she said i know you have savings and he said no i don't and then she said yeah you do like you do, I know you've got it, and give it to me, right? Like, and I'm just, dude, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, no, it's, lo- it's loaning to me, loaning. Yeah, right. <laughs> still though, like, that's yeah. a lot of money. If it's savings, it's not even like, I don't know, but, like, but like, maybe he does have a lot of money. Maybe he could, know? he could be rich. Who knows? And she's I mean, just like, yeah, yeah. give that. <laughs> I mean, he agreed to loaning it to her, and then he's gonna get that back, and then a little chunk of money. Which is with interest, interest, but, right? With but it's interest. like, Larissa, where are your priorities, dude? Like, you're living in a man's home in Las Vegas. Like, that's a lot of money. You can probably put that as a down payment, like for your own house in Vegas, mm. right? Instead of like yeah. blowing up your chest and doing yeah. other stuff. I don't know. She don't. She don't want that. She wants. She wants it on her. She, she wants, wants the titties. Yeah. She wants. Yeah. <laughs> what was it she said in the last episode? This face is ten thousand dollars. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. She she just wants to be prime rib. She wants to be barbied up, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wish Larissa would stop. And I know this is a shameless plug, but another person that, or rather, another set of people that I wish would stop with the the fillers and all that is the Silver Twins, and we're gonna cover them on our Patreon. Uh, so listeners, you know, look out for that. Hopefully you can join our Patreon family. Anyway, moving on to Palani and Asuelu. Kind of my About favorite to go scene. Down. This is my favorite scene. Yeah. When she confronted yeah. her mother-in-law and sister-in-law. I felt yeah. like I was like in a parallel universe, honestly, watching this. I was kind of like completely team Kalani. Yeah. But these people just they got some big old balls to just stand there and demand not even ask, demand at this point, you know, money. So uh-huh. and then tell you to go get a job and say that no no, you're lazy. 
Like, go get a job and then give it to us so that we can do whatever we need to do with it. God knows what. They claim it's going back to Samoa, but who knows what they're going to do with the money. And then the cherry on top was how the mother said, just leave my son so that he can just work for me and then everything can be the way it should be. Like, oh my God, woman, what is your problem? Yeah, for me, the icing was when they blamed Kalani for getting pregnant. Yeah, that was, you know, yeah, that was like, uncool. oh, you're the one that got pregnant with, with oh, yeah. you know, like it was her fault or something. I was like, oh, my, oh, what? What am I watching right I now? I know, I know. <laughs> I think I was shocked too. Wasn't like Aswelu the one who's opposed to condoms because he said, yes, condoms are for like the devil, slut people, L- slut, slut people. people. There we go, slut people. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like I want to take back what I said last week on our podcast because I said, yeah, I take my hats off to Asuelu for defending Kalani. And then this week, he called her a fucking asshole. Mm. He called her fucking crazy. That was not cool, man. Like, (sighs) come on. Your wife just went through shit with your family members and you want to call her names like that? Yeah, that's. I mean, your own mother said, I don't care about the kids. Like, mm-hmm. right. And then your wife's home, clearly upset. And then you're over here taking it completely, like, just like from A to B, talking about, like, like getting all, like, butthurt that Kalani's claiming she could potentially whoop your sister's ass. And, like, that, like, completely set him off. It, like, fucking triggered something. And then he was like, Well, what do you mean? My- you're going to drop my sister. Like, what do you mean? Like, it just, it got so weird. I was like, it just yeah. went from one weird thing to another weird thing. He like and... proved last night that he's virtually a twelve-year-old. <laughs> like yeah, that yeah. was what he got out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know that the the whole who's who can knock out who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then he started testing her. Like, oh, you're gonna knock me out? I don't think yeah. so. Dude, it's, and she's like, not a video what? Game. <laughs> this isn't a competition. Like, yeah. is that what you got out of this? Yeah. But apparently it is a competition because he got really heated. Right. I think he's not expressing himself well. I think what might have happened and I so I tried to I tried to relate to what he was saying about don't call my family like assholes. And I could imagine if I was, you know, you know, married or whatever and my wife was saying, Your family's a bunch of assholes. Like I love them. You know what I mean? So I could I could instantly see myself getting defensive as well. And I'm wondering yeah. if he he's like, nah, man, that's that's still my blood, man. That's still my mom. Those that's still my sister. Please don't disrespect him like that. And when Klani just kept going for it, he didn't know how to express himself. So it was it was like, nah, man, my sister would take you. I could take you, you know, and it became we'll knock you out. <laughs> which is by the way we took a poll 95 percent of people polled believe that kalani would knock out asuelu and his sister so yeah yay heck yeah (laughs) yeah i just want to say that i can i can see why asuelu was triggered by what kalani said but then again kalani was pissed i i just wish she hadn't spoken her mind like that. I mean, yeah, she's she has the, the prerogative to speak whatever she wants, but I guess in the fit of anger, she called his family assholes, and I think he didn't appreciate that. Um, how he responded was obviously weird. Like, I wouldn't, you know, kind of challenge my wife. I mean, you know, for him to challenge his wife to, like, a, a 
death match or something or to like a bo- boxing <laughs> game or a, you know whatever it's that's just weird i do i do want to say i know all three of us are probably team kalani right yes. i just want to give i just want to give our listeners a different perspective because i know it's hard to be objective when one party is acting a fool but I mean, and I'm trying to make sense of why Asuelu's family is acting like ridiculous, but I'm guessing that they think that Kalani knew what she married into and that she knew Asuelu came from a poor background and that marrying him means that she's marrying into this culture of supporting the family. And maybe they're right in that sense because they they were under the impression that okay, Kalani mar- married you know wants to get married to Asuelu, that means that she's she's supportive of our cause. She will send money back. And then obviously Kalani feels differently because you know, being brought up in the U.S. and having a different set of expectation and obviously having two kids, there is no way that they can give what they don't have. And I can see why. Tammy feels that Kalani brainwashed Aswelu because the pregnancy was unexpected, you know, and plus Kalani is older than him and maybe there's some sort of like a age bias there. And also like, again, I'm not trying to side with Tammy, but, you know, she made a point about like, okay, but I work full time and I have kids and yet I'm still sending money back to Samoa. And I mean, good for her for doing that, but Listen, that doesn't mean that I, that doesn't mean Kalani is going to subscribe to the same type of practice that you have. Like you know, what I mean, like people are different. So I, I I'm just trying to make sense of like why Asuelu's family is like being very incensed by Kalani. And the, sorry, Mariam, just one last thing before I end this, but I also felt like Kalani came off a bit aggressive. If someone were to come to me chewing gum and like with a head tilted like that, like I would feel that that's a bit aggressive and I can see why they were being triggered. That said, I also think this whole confrontation is staged. All right. This is kind of like my response to that. I I feel like Ansuelo's family, they're always saying things that are very advantageous to them as far as culture. And I've seen this kind of echoed out through a lot of the other couples, you know? Whenever it's convenient for them, it's our culture. Like, they just throw that out there. And that is kind of their way to kind of make someone else do whatever they need to do that's not a part of their culture. I think this is, like, the culture card that that his family is playing. It's an easy one to do. As far as, like, expectations of marrying Ansuelo and his family, I don't know if I, don't know if I, if I agree with that because they weren't even living in Samoa when you know she got she got knocked up they're like in washington right so so they're not even there physically like close to him yet they have so much control over him and so much i don't know rights over him apparently i I totally disagree unless like they sat down and said hey look um this is this is like this is my culture this is what you're married into i need to help my mom 500 dollars a month whatever that number is and then kalani goes okay i agree with it it's like if they had that conversation before they got married fine but you can't just out of the blue just have this expectation because you know your son married into a rich family. And I think that's what they're seeing. They're seeing that her family is rich and they want a piece of it and it's just not going to fly. 
And I totally get that she did kind of like show up a little bit aggressive and she kind of did do like that little neck shoulder move thing. But I mean, put yourself in her shoes. What, what do you expect? You've said the same thing in a nice way. Your husband said the same thing in a very polite way. They didn't get the picture. You kind of have to go up a notch or two in the crazy scale to communicate with these people at their level. I think, so I completely cannot stand his family. I think they're totally out of place. And I'm totally team Kalani. I support her. I don't think that, that, you know, Ansuelo should be giving his family anything unless he's working his ass off night and day, making 10 grand a month and then handing his mom 500 or a thousand of it. Fine. At that point, go for it. I just feel right now the way it is, it's just really unfair. Yeah. I could get behind that. If, uh, if he was putting in the hours and putting in the time, then yeah. And, and he's pitching in to help his immediate or to help, you know, his wife and kids, then whatever surplus amount of money he has, he can spend that on whatever he wants. And if that, and if he wants to put it towards a man cave or give it to uh, his family members, that's, that's up to him, mm-hmm. but he's not right. He's working part-time and the money is barely enough to cover his family now. So there's really nothing to give. And there, the expectation is that it comes from Kalani's family. Yeah, yeah so. that I definitely disagree when Tammy and her, the mom was like expecting Kalani's family to support the, the kids, right? Yeah. And I think I don't I, give a damn about the kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, the point I was trying to make too is that Tammy felt like just because Kalani is half Samoan that there's this like unspoken understanding that she married into the culture and and Miriam you're right maybe it is a cop-out excuse for them to expect money and I've said this before in our previous podcast too like I'm not down with the handout culture or the handout mentality but I'm just trying to make sense of like why they're so adamant about asking for money even though it is like the most ridiculous request right especially from the supposed men of the house who's just giving out you know yogurt samples like you know you kind of wonder like what goes through their mind and i'm just trying to make sense of it and i'm trying to be objective but i think we all can agree that like we're definitely behind kalani and you know i feel sorry that she has to go through this in-laws can be very difficult and that's something that TLC obviously has showcased very well. But speaking of from level one to level 70, <laughs> Angela is constantly on level 70, right? <laughs> God, she never gets down from level 70. That's not yeah. the level they want to reach. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, like, you know, having seen that, uh, you know, the, the last episode and how she managed to, like, find that middle ground with her future mother-in-law. Um, do you guys think that Aunt Lydia was meddling or was Aunt Lydia just looking out for her nephew, Michael? I just think she wanted him to be happy. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. So it, w- when you say meddling, that she was influencing anything or... Yeah, like she was trying to dictate kind of marriage that they should have and how Angela should Oh that. Act. Yeah. Okay. I thought for some reason I was I was thinking of the scene last night when Angela had the interpreter there and was like trying to get the mom 
or trying to talk to his mom, and then the mom was giving her ble- had to re-give her blessings all over again. But you're talking about when uh, the, when the previous the previous one, where, yeah, yeah, where she was yeah, telling. Again, I, this is another popular, uh, sorry, unpopular opinion, but I can I can see why Angela was mad because Michael might be telling her one thing, then Michael might be telling his the aunt family, another yeah. thing yeah or the family right. another so i can another see thing. why angela got mad i mean obviously i wouldn't react like how angela did seeing her scream at michael was just so painful to watch yeah i mean she's problematic right i mean just the fact that she thinks that the translator is looking at michael that's just wrong man like yeah <laughs> i caught that weird. look at me you're here for me right i'm like yeah. oh damn okay yeah. like it's just mood. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i'm like it's polite you know when people are talking to to look at whoever is speaking like but she was like no you're here for me stop looking stop looking at him i was like oh my gosh yeah. wow. Talk about hyper jealousy yeah i think that angela she's just very stuck in her ways she keeps saying i'm american i'm not nigerian but at the same time, you're in this country. You're in, you're in a completely different country. I mean, people like just have a different mentality. Everywhere you go, people are giving you the same message. You're supposed to be submissive to your husband. That's the culture. You're supposed mm-hmm. to have a child. That's the culture. If you cannot have a child, it's okay for him to have a child with someone else. Like These right. things are like completely just outrageous for Angela, which I could put myself in her shoes and understand. But you've been talking to a Nigerian man for three years now, right? It's been three mm-hmm. years you've been in a relationship with this person. You've been to Nigeria multiple times. How have you not understood the culture at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. is, is what, I, what I keep asking myself. So I hate the way Angela talks to Michael. I said this before in our podcast. That whole screaming thing she did, I was like, oh, my God. My, Michael must be like just burning on the inside, like, she completely like, humiliates him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like completely demasculate or emasculates him, right? And yeah. and she doesn't care. And I think like in her head, she's thinking, let me get married to Michael, bring him to the USA so that he can just forget all this nonsense. So that, you know, I can just have him do what I need him to do for me over there. Because over here, there's just too much outside influences that might change his mind against me. So I find her to be very manipulative, but at the same time, to me, it's really clear that he's in it for the green card. He's putting up with this. He's sucking it up. He has his eye on the prize. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that this is a clear situation of, hey, whenever I get my green card, you're never going to see him ever again. I, I hope that 90 Day Fiancé continues this so that we can actually see the scene where they get married. And then the next morning, they, you know, she wakes up from sleep. And guess what? He's missing on his this side of the bed. Is, yeah. <laughs> I keep hoping, I keep hoping that the next episode, the next episode, the next episode, that this will be the episode where Michael finally dodges a bullet and, and it's over. But the thing is, he wants it. Like he chases after it. She keeps saying this is over. And he's like, no, no, it's not. Like he's the one that's fighting at this point. He's the one that's fighting for them to stay together. She told him many times that last episode, this is done. The marriage is off. The wedding is off. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, eyes on the prize for real. Like, this guy is not going to quit. 
And so I'm like, yeah. okay, well, dang, like it's hard for me to root for you <laughs> yeah. and say, oh yeah, come on, you're gonna, you're about to get it, you're so close. And then no, he comes back and he's like, nope, and he he proves that, dude, I'm I'm in this hundred percent too. Like you're not gonna get rid of me that easy. So I'm like, oh well, you know, if that's what he wants, then that's what he wants. <laughs> no one's gonna stop him. So all right. I'm just gonna let let you do your thing, Michael. You know, <laughs> there's also this thing called like a Stockholm syndrome, where you start to like care about your abuser, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I kind, yeah, I call. kind of feel like this could be a little bit of like Michael. Like he's just been used to this constant beatdown now for like three years, right? And he like th- maybe that's just like like he's in it, right? And imagine like if we see all this in front of the camera, imagine the shit that goes on between them behind the camera. That's even more explosive right so i'm just thinking he's in this really toxic relationship and he's just in it now you know what i mean like he's in it so deep he can't come out i don't know i feel bad for the guy though it's almost like michael is masochistic you know like he wants to be tortured (laughs) he Mm -hmm. wants angela to scream at him but yeah i mean kudos to him for having the eyes on the prize right he must have loved he, I mean, he must really love the green card more than, than Angela, clearly. On that note, I just want to read out some of what our followers on Instagram have posted in terms of like, you know, Mariam, you started the whole trend of like, what could Angela be toting around her chest? <laughs> and our honorary member, Nidamo, said her phone slash headphones, cigarette pack, the lighter, money slash wallet, and makeup. Hmm. I wonder what kind of makeup, but yeah. I, I mean, does Angela wear makeup? She does, right? I think she does. Ferrari.rl61 says cigarettes, lighter, money, keys, and goddamn, her expired eggs. <laughs> Oh shit, that's a good one. Savage. Yeah, it's really savage there. Oh my god, that made me laugh. Thank you. Yeah. And last but not least, be the light. Oh no, actually, second last. Be the light says phone soggy boot money. Okay. Um Siggy okay. <laughs> Siggy's uh, Michael's balls. <laughs> oh god, for sure they're in there. For and sure. pictures of grandbabies. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah, and really not well. soggy. It's like soggy yeah. grandbaby pictures. Next to a couple of balls. <laughs> oh, man. Eggs. Next to some saggy oh balls, too, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Um, okay, and um, okay, lastly, Carolee Zara. And I, I apologize for mispronouncing you guys. I'm so sorry. But Carolee Zara says, Sig's lighter money mouthwash as her phone. <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> no, possibly anyway. cool to carry around. Actually, now that I think about it, I mean, freshen your breath, you know. Yeah, do you, dumb, right? Yeah. Do you think she has like the Costco size in her in her chest area? Oh, damn, she's got a whole fucking gallon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank our followers, our Instagram followers, for <laughs> for submitting their top five uh, things that Angela be toting. Thanks, chest. guys. Yes, this is the kind of engagement we look forward to and that we need. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. 
We love your submission, so please continue to engage us and send us your random thoughts. We love, you know, we love randomness. Speaking of randomness, not that this is random, but is Tanya trying to take a page from Darcy's crying book because I feel like she's been crying a lot during their storyline. Mm, yeah. Maybe it's just me, but you know, the waterworks, you know, have been consistent. And yeah, I feel bad for her, right? It's becoming very, very clear that Tanya and Sinjin are just not meant to be, or maybe maybe they were doing well, but then the honeymoon period's over and Sinjin's just showing his true colors and Yeah. And and maybe Tanya is not really the free spirit that she thinks she is. I mean, just because mm-hmm. you go to witch doctor school doesn't mean you're a free spirit. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So I was reading someone's, well, there was a meme actually about how, you know, Sinjin announcing that he does not want to buy land in U.S. and doesn't want to raise kids in U.S. is a declaration of his, you know, desired emancipation from Tanya. Basically, he's, yeah, basically he's asking for a divorce. Yeah. I feel like he said it multiple times that he wants to leave her. You know, maybe he didn't say, I want to get a divorce, but I think almost every point he makes, it kind of leads to that, right? It was implicit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for me, like just seeing how happy Sinjin is, it really like enforces this whole, like they should not be together idea. I completely get where Tanya is coming from, but you know, he was who he was when you met him right yeah that that was kind of like the package that you kind of signed up for so now that she's kind of crying over it, i don't really i don't think it's fair for sinjin and i feel like she's using the tears to kind of help get like some sympathy from sinjin's family because otherwise like they don't even listen to her you know until she starts crying and then it's like okay okay you know tanya (laughs) yeah i felt they were i felt they were even trying to shut her up like i (laughs) i think the dad was like Tell her like in his own way, telling her to like take it down a notch mm-hmm. and like okay, you know, let Sinjin say his piece or let Sinjin be. I, for one, though, really felt for Tanya during this scene. Yeah, you know, I don't think they should have gotten married in the first place. But when I think her tears were genuine out of just frustration because they, she's being strung along. And for a while now, she's been wanting him to get his act together. And I I can kind of understand where she said, I've waited two years. When, when do I, when do I say enough is enough? Like, when do I stop? You know, when do, when is it okay to like say, okay, I want more from this. What I also caught is she, she also said, I'm done. And she walked off. And I'm wondering now if that's a safe word, if like, that's the cast members safe word when they leave and they say i'm done that tells the cameraman and the producers i'm not talking to anyone anymore leave me alone because i just i just heard 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 her say it the way everybody else says it anyway that was just an observation this episode i just really felt for i I thought the tears were real and i could feel her frustration and i understand how frustrating it can be to wait for someone and to feel like you're putting your life on hold and they keep saying oh Yes, I'll get a job or yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Eventually, eventually, eventually. And then you're just kind of sitting there wondering when that's going to happen. And um, it's not fair to either of them, actually. So I just don't think they're made for each other. This isn't it. 
Lon, I just want to say I, I agree with you. I feel for Tanya as well. But maybe I'm old school. I wouldn't be talking openly about my marital problems in front of my in-laws. I'm just putting that out there because I feel like, again, this whole scene could be staged, right? Because what else are they going to talk about? But for her to like, I don't know, just air out her grievances in front of his parents, like... <laughs> I mean, what is she thinking? Obviously, they're going to take his sides. I mean, yeah. you know, his dad came close to like defending her, right? But then his mom totally shut her down. And I feel bad for her. His mom was saying, well, maybe you should let Sinjin be. You know, the family knows Sinjin best. I, I can sense that even Sinjin's sister and brother were not on Tanya's side. And I feel bad because she's kind of like on the losing end in that sense. I'm just looking at it like, you know, I wish Tanya wouldn't cause a scene during dinner. But, you know, then again, like, why else would we be watching this show, right? If people don't, like, cause a scene during dinner. Awkward family dinners. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that should be the, the, the little subtitle for yeah. 90 Day Fiancé. Awkward, Awkward family dinners. Family dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well... I just want to spill some tea. Um, and I think a lot tea of people... Time. Tea time. WTF tea time. Um, WTF tea time. A lot of people might know this already, but Sinjin has been very active on Avery's social media account. which sparked Wait, say that of- again. Say that again. <laughs> okay. Sinjin has been very active on Avery's social media accounts what? As in, <laughs> he has been liking her photos and leaving comments and people who i guess have been actively monitoring these activities caused them to speculate that maybe there's trouble in sinjin and tanya's marriage um, mm. in fact people have I've actually messaged Tanya, and Tanya has tried to shut down any rumors that their marriage is on the rocks. But it's becoming really obvious and very, like, almost uncomfortable to the point where people, you know, like all these, you know, whispers about Sinjin, you know, his eyes roaming elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, are starting to surface. So yeah. I mean, I just, I just found that very interesting. You know, people have actually made that kind of observation about his social media activity. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. In other news, before we jump into the other way, not sure if you guys care about this, but Molly's ex, Louis, is getting deported. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. And he was going to get married to somebody else. Or is yeah. he married already? Something like that. Right after the divorce became official, he started. I think he was in the process where he married somebody else right away, and then they deported his ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in B ninety strikes back news. This is nothing new, and I wish I would stop talking about Big Ed, but yes, he's still bashing Rose. Yeah, oh, I gosh. see that on the previews. Yeah, he's he even said something like it would have been paradise except for that order that came out of her mouth. And I thought that was just again decent. what a dickhead. Yeah. That's so I don't rough. know what this happened. Like what are they thinking? Like Ed is such a douche. Anyway, we're gonna discuss the other way, but I thought we can do it in a rapid fire fashion. So everyone just give your 
quick thoughts about all the other way couple, starting from Yazan and Brittany. Miriam, go. <laughs> um, bored. Um, nothing came out of it. Brittany needs shorter eyelashes. I couldn't see her eyeballs. Oh my god, um, I thought the same too. Yeah, it was just like her eyelashes and Stacy's eyelashes, they gotta go. Like that shit just annoys me just looking at it. They gotta um, trim the, the lashes though because it's so overpowering that when you much, when you right? smile, like you I can see your eyes. She looked yeah. high. <laughs> yeah, she, she looked high. high. I was like, is this girl high? Oh no, those are just her eyelashes covering her. Face. I mean she's she's <laughs> taking she's taking this poor guy for like a ride just to get clout. I feel bad for him. Yeah. But she's like you know, the whole thing about how someone found this booty naked, but like a very sexual picture of her posing with her butt cheeks hanging out on her social media. And then, you know, like that picture circulated around his family. And then, you know, she's like, well, I am who I am. and I'm not going to change who I am. And this whole thing she does. But again, you're marrying a very conservative Muslim man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the person you're marrying. So for the fact that you're going to say, I'm completely not going to change myself. Like, you got to meet him in the middle, is what I'm thinking with her. And she refused to do so. And that's why their relationship is doomed. Right. I'm with you on that, Miriam. This is uh, this is more of the same um, for me. So much so that I, I didn't even feel the need to really speak about it. <laughs> uh, I still can't believe that Yazan is still a virgin. Is that I a lie? That. Yeah. I don't believe that. Believe it. Anyway, moving on to Armando and Kenny. Rapid fire, guys. Rapid fire. I thought it was funny uh, that, um, you know, the little toilet scene. And I thought it was uh, also very sad that the moment Armando uh, actually does show some PDA, it's almost proven right off the bat how people are going to react. So, you know, it, it shows why he was scared in the first place. It shows why... You know, he wants to take things slow. He's not very, very open in public. And this is, these are the repercussions they have to face. And I get it. Kenny was like, oh, I would have said something back. And he's like, and then what? Yeah. And then what? You guys are going to fight? Like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to, you know, uh, I don't want to see like violence, you know, especially against the Mm -hmm. gay community. So that's not something I'm willing to watch on TLC just for ratings. Like that's let's avoid that guys. Armando, Kenny, I'm, I'm fans of you guys. Uh, be safe out there. I don't know. I, I, I understand. Live your life, be who you're going to be. But at the same token, I'm also of, of the type that that'll be like, look, like if we can avoid violence, let's avoid violence. And violence in Mexico is like deadly. <sighs> throw that out there. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm completely with you, Lon. I think that like Armando is being very smart and I understand why he doesn't want to show PDA. And I think that Kenny just needs to kind of like understand his perspective a little bit more and that it's coming from, you know, the best of intentions, not like mm-hmm. anything that it's like he's embarrassed of you or anything. You know, it's just like it's like safety is kind of front mind for him. So I get it. I just want to say how lucky Americans are because you guys have never encountered roadside bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he had to figure out how to flush that, by the way, it's gross, right? And Kenny's lucky that he didn't have to to sit on the bowl, like he can just yeah. be standing up. But mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's gross to like flush the toilet like that, but that's typical roadside bathroom. And yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go at a taco stand for sure. Um, yeah. And actually, that's that bathroom was actually 
better than the ones I've 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 come across a few bathrooms in the Philippines where there is no door. It's a hole on the floor. <laughs> Right, and, 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 right, and you're, right. you're squatting there and people are walking, you know, right in front of you and, and, and passing you and you just got to suck it up and be like, yep, I'm taking a shit, you know, and yeah, no one really cares, you know, and it, it's a busload of people, you know, you're, it's a busload of people that has to pass through this small town on the way to a bigger city, but, you know, they got to stop for a restroom and you know a busload of people and you're just like okay well <laughs> i gotta go so you you know you pop a squat on the floor <laughs> and where there's a hole marker and people are just walking by acting like everything is fine <laughs> that's crazy so moving on <laughs> so right i i, I use one of those like squat toilet things one time the second level of a restaurant in italy when i was traveling years ago but then the whole bathroom was like clear like it was all glass people from the outside could see you yeah so Damn. yeah and it was like it was like my first time i was like what the hell is this a squatting toilet and then like everyone around could just see you just taking off your pants <laughs> and sitting down doing your business and people were just like <laughs> like straight eye contact and i'm just like okay <laughs> just being doing the european thing right now so sounds, it, it sounds like it's common squatting is is the right way apparently yeah. Yeah, it's the right way for the bowels. Anyway, I, mean, I hope if you're listening to this, I hope you you wash your hands after that because <laughs> I was just skeeved because I'm like, if I were to eat tacos, would I want to go to that bathroom? I, I guess not. But what's more uh, shocking, aside from the passerby's remark, which is totally unacceptable, and right. I'm proud of you guys for not uh, retaliating because it's not worth you know you guys's time. Mm-hmm. Um, but how the hell do you not eat guac in Mexico? Someone <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a cardinal sin, man. Like, uh, rejecting guac <laughs> while in Mexico. <laughs> well, I think that we all know Kenny is very particular, right? Right. It comes across sure. very particular. <laughs> Also, can you guys remind me why Armando is not moving to the U.S.? Because I feel like, you know, I'm being kind of protective over them because of what they've experienced and, you know, the fact that they cannot be themselves in Mexico. But I'm just wondering, like, do you know why Armando's not in the U.S. or not moving to the U.S.? Is it some visa problems or is it just some sort of arrangement they've made because maybe life is a little bit more affordable in Mexico? I'm not sure. I, have, I yeah. already forgot. Yeah. Kenny, yeah. if you're listening and you want to jump on our podcast next week, hit us up. We'll explain <laughs> that to us. Leave us an essay. <laughs> right. Rapid fire on Tim and Melissa. Finances and teamwork. <laughs> That's it. And, That's and it. the fact that he cheated on his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. Just want to remind everyone. <laughs> Boom. Hey, by the way, Tim, kudos to him for at least no making an language. attempt to yes, making yeah. an attempt to speak the language and actually going to a job agency and speaking the language. I you know that's hard and uh, kudos to Tim. Not sure about finances being a descriptive word, but uh, anyway. That's weird. <laughs> that was so weird. So weird. Anyway, rapid fire on, and maybe not rapid fire. Let's take it slow now because I know we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Beanie and Ariella. What do you guys think? At, yeah. By the end of the episode, I was asking myself, why are they even engaged? 
Mm-hmm. Um, Ariella seemed like enough time had passed to where maybe they were strangers at this point. Maybe they didn't know enough about each other. Like, you know, in the beginning when you spend X amount of time and you start to fall in love, there's a, there's a certain bond and a closeness there. But, you know, by the end, by the time her mom was leaving, um, and it could be the hormones because she's pregnant, but it seemed like she got hit this with this realization that she's going to marry somebody she doesn't even know. And it looked like it looked like Vinny was trying to kind of reignite that spark, but it looked like Ariella was uh, with a stranger, was talking to a stranger, and was about to marry a stranger, and she was scared to death. She was frightened, and she didn't know how to act. I feel like the fact that you know her mom was leaving just made her feel very isolated all of a sudden, mm. and he could not fix that isolation, even though he's literally right there sitting next to her. And the fact that she just felt this way with this the father of her child sitting right next to her, it kind of showed to me that, you know, you're not that close to him. He's not emotionally supporting you the way you need to be. You don't really know him. And then, you know, Benny kind of goes into, please don't leave me. And I just felt so bad for him mm-hmm. because, like, he went through this whole thing one time with his other kid. I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure it must have been hard. And so when he started saying, please don't leave me, I just I felt really bad. But it's yeah. hard. It's hard to go from America to Ethiopia, right? Um, right. It's definitely yep. uh, like a downgrade, to say the least, right? In many different ways. And, you know, it's so, it's so romantic saying that, you know, our love, if I love him, we can get through anything, which I think is kind of where everyone starts, right, in the situation. But it feels to me that reality is sinking in for her, and it doesn't look, doesn't look good, you know? I think mm-hmm. that she will be back home That's sooner than we expect like. it, yeah. Yeah. Would it be wrong to say that Ariella sees her mom as a crutch and that what she and Biniam have experienced is not really true love if you're you know, if you're if you cannot be alone with him. You know, I feel bad for him because you know, he was being very sweet to her and he's trying to assure her that, you know, he will be her, her best friend in her mother's absence. So it seems like he's genuinely interested in forming a family with her and being mm-hmm. a good father. But Ariella seems to be the problematic one because she's she's unsure. And and again, it might be hormonal. It might be because, you know, seeing her mom go is it's hard to see because, you know, you're in the middle of a pregnancy in a foreign country where you have no support system. So I, I get it. But the fact that she can't even lean on Bini, that's kind of, I guess, a problematic in a, in a way. I just want to say that, you know, her mom knows her so well, and that's why she offered her a ticket back home if she's having second thoughts on giving birth in Ethiopia, which I thought was it's a really nice mommy move on her part. Yeah. For me, it's almost... So the way I kind of see it is when... Ari was there when she had first met Benny. She romanticized everything. She wasn't in the mind state that I'm going to live here, right? Yeah, I don't know. If, I forget why she was there. She was visiting. I forget exactly why, whether it be for school or to help. I don't know. I don't know what the what she was there. Do you guys remember? She was traveling and she was, I think I told our listeners that she's also like a hip hop right. star, video star. So like when you're there, yeah, when you're there, you're traveling, you meet this mysterious guy from the country, you fall in love, you romanticize everything, 
right? And then you you're about to have his baby, you know, like there's there's this whole the fantasy versus reality right and now reality is sinking in that this whole romanticized vision of of what she thought her life was going to be like is not like that it's not anything like that it's 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 completely different you know to travel there you're in this you know this land that you haven't been in it's fun you know you you understand you're going back to america this isn't your life um, it's it's so easy to go to another country and say, oh, this is beautiful when you're surrounded by poverty, but you're, you're there as a visitor and you're like, oh, yo, I'm in another country. And it's, you know, we do that all the time, right? Like I go to Asia, I take photos of the beautiful forests and all that stuff, but the reality is that they're living in poverty. So like we, we always romanticize our trips. We always have these fond memories of going to these other places because we don't fucking live there. We don't have to face that reality that they do and now she's in it and she's going to raise a child in it so all these things that like were romanticized are are the 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 curtains are being what is it pulled opened i forget exactly the saying sorry about that i'm bad at idioms or whatever they're called <laughs> metaphors no i think yeah, right. you know yeah so i just think she's she's getting a, a small taste of reality right now and it's scary hmm. I also just want to say that Ari's mom is like one of my favorite moms in the entire she's 90 awesome. Day Fri- Fiance franchise. Mm-hmm. She's, she's amazing. Seriously. Like mm-hmm. she's so supportive, so loving, fair, respectful, just normal. Like she just makes Americans in foreign countries look like normal. So thank you so much. She is the person I would send to be like the American representative <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. of how to be an American in a foreign country. If the, yeah, if you lined up the entire 90-day uh, cast <laughs> and they said, okay, pick somebody who's going to represent America in another land, I'd be like, yep, where's our yeah. mom at? <laughs> She's perfect. <laughs> All right. From classy Janice to trashy Alicia and her daughter, Devin and Jihoon, what do we want to say about their scene? See, I thought you were going to use the the tea time to segue into them, but then I know you wanted to save this for, for later. Um, oh, I have tea. Oh, I have tea. You got spill. that tea, don't you? Tea. <laughs> okay, so first things first, first things first. Uh, uh, you want to spill the tea first? I don't know. You guys, of... you guys talk about that 100-day you know, celebration, if you guys want to say some comments, and then I can, I can end it off with like the tea. Well, okay, 100-day celebration. I thought that was fun. You know, uh, we, we got to see Devin in the kitchen with the mom, do the whole awkward, you know, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law cooking scene and whatever have you. Um, I actually I think Devin, she feels some sort of way, but I actually think, too, that um, his mom, June's mom, is pretty fair, you know, and, and treats her well. Um, so... I don't know. I, I don't know where where she where she complains about you know the mom not liking her, but yeah, uh, the, the only thing that really stuck out for me was the I guess um, this culture of shame for being in a previous relationship or having a child in, um, from a previous relationship that uh, Devin was talking about is it's I guess she's stigmatized in their culture and I just made a note of it and I don't know if that was something you ladies wanted to share insight on or if you guys knew anything about that um 
Is that something we? I think that's shared in a lot of cultures, actually. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's that's. It feels to me it's fairly common everywhere mm-hmm. except for like you know maybe like Europe and the U.S. and some some other you know first world countries. I think it's a, a very common feeling towards other people that have marriages and children from other marriages and previous marriages. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is? Do you think that's particularly a woman's problem or that both men and women experience that kind of stigma equally? Oh, I definitely think women get the yeah. the, the short end of the stick. I agree. Most I agree. of the time, yeah. right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a little bit more accepting for a man to have a child and a you know, or an ex wife, you know, from a previous life or whatever, but it's it's really hard for women, especially I think in more conservative cultures, like Jordan, for example, right? Like that that would be a very hard pill for Azan's um, parents. Azan's parents no. to swallow. Exactly. So yeah. I I was surprised that, you know, at the hundred day celebration, Jihoon's family was very welcoming, you know, towards Devin, uh, towards uh their babies. I kind of felt like, okay, this was like a really positive step in the right direction. No one was fighting. There's no major drama happening. Everyone was just enjoying the the moment the time each other the company and i think uh someone noted that you know she was smiling a lot devin and she you know hasn't been smiling for a while so i actually also noticed that that she just seemed happy so it gave me a little bit of hope that i also saw some stuff on social media i haven't really dug into it but you know i i just don't think that they're compatible so the fact that they're trying and stuff because they have a kid i respect it but at the same time i don't think that they're gonna make it. I just think that the money they got from that 100-day celebration goes to paying their apartment? Or... <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. I think what stood out for me in that episode was the fact that Devin was kind of sore, or rather she acted a certain kind of way when she couldn't cut the carrots as, you know, in a certain shape. And then what she said about it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. Like we get it that it tastes the same no matter how you slice it, but it's about presentation, you know. But don't shit on the fact that your mother-in-law wants it presented a certain way and you cannot do it. Like I was watching her struggle with the knife and then when her mother-in-law took over, I'm like, I don't know. I guess Devin doesn't cook a lot, it seems like. And I think someone actually noticed that she doesn't clean either because when the camera crew came to their home, like there were a lot of things on the floor. So again, I, I don't I know there's a faction of people that are supportive of Devin's parenting, so I don't want to talk about that. And then with her mom enabling Drusilla being all unruly and running around. And I get it, that's that's a three-year-old. I get it. It's something that I wish they would look within themselves to see how they could improve as opposed to like, you know, blaming things on Jihoon. So that's my, you know, that's my thought on their episode. That being said, I do have some tea to spill. So I know, Mariam, you said that you wish things would go in a positive direction. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, it is not. So a lot of uh, folks who've been following Devin and Jihoon know that they're no longer together. And Sad. that is, is problematic. And I think that's why 
Alicia is trying to cover that up because clearly the show is not over. You're not supposed to reveal that you're no longer together, just like how Brittany and Yazan are obviously not declaring that their relationship is over, even though it's pretty obvious. Mm. So what's been going on lately is that Devin is in some sort of drama with her ex. So her ex mm-hmm. being Drusilla's baby daddy. And his name is Zachary. And I would challenge you guys to look him up. Not that you should, but just to see what he looks like. Apparently, he, someone, a, a very avid 90 Day Fiancé fan, paid to get a background check on Zachary. And I don't know what you guys think. Damn. Maybe that's crossing the line. Matter of people. But, I get get it, there's two schools of thoughts here. One side of things that this is obviously crossing the line. Why would you be that nosy? But then on the other end of it is that people are trying to prove that Devin is not being overly dramatic. Because what happened is that Devin put out a restraining order on him. And there must be something that happened, and I'm not sure what that is. Maybe Zachary saw that scene with Drusilla running out into the street, and he felt like Devin wasn't being a fit mom and decided to have a custodial battle with her. I, I mean, I'm just speculating. Uh, okay. Hmm. I'm just speculating towards that direction because I think that makes most sense. Because why else would he all of a sudden like came into her life? But I think what's also very shocking is that Evan actually went on Instagram Live and started blaming fans of 90 Day Fiancé for putting her family life in danger. Hmm. And I wonder if that's her being overly dramatic. That whole drama, I, I wasn't really clear about what happened. Right. It got to a point where Jihoon had to tell people to leave Devin alone. I guess Jihoon's being very classy, even though they're, they're no longer together. You know, Jihoon feels bad about people attacking Devin. Yeah. Anyway, people are um, shitty though. I, I I can't believe that. I know we all watch the show, but how shitty is it that like fans of the show privately message the people on the show, you know, and and just make their lives living hell, like threaten to to kill them or tell them to die. Like that's bullshit, man. If yeah, if that's if that's you, if 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 you're one of our listeners, please don't do that. I mean, yeah, we like to have fun and talk shit on our podcast, but don't be all up in their DMs telling them to go die. Like, that's not cool. I don't, yeah, I don't advocate definitely for that. Definitely not cool. This is why, too, that we, cool. yeah, we, do, this is why we don't tag the cast member on our, right. on, on our social media, right? It's, we want to leave them alone. They're there for our entertainment, but they're also people. So let's, let's not forget that. I mean, while they're like, uh, some of them are people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's Big Ed, yeah, it's open season. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, news came out recently that Devin, aka Korea Boo, as what some people have uh, referred her to, has moved on to another Korean, but this time a Korean American. A Korean American. Um, his name. Well, he goes by Topher Park. He's uh, he's an actor, so look him up on IMDb if you want. Hmm. And people are already taking bets about whether or not that's going to be baby daddy number three. So, um, people are so rude. 
the other drama that Devin was involved in is, I guess, amongst the 90 Day Fiancé cast, it's kind of known that Devin is notorious for airing people's dirty laundry. And recently... What? Yeah. And recently, oh, I, I, okay. No, never mind. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> So recently, Devin, I think, must have talked shit about Jay as from Ashley and Jay's uh, tattoos, or rather her, his skills in tattooing. And his wife, Ashley, came to his defense and kind of threatened to spill more tea on Devin. So, yeah, I guess in a way, I don't feel that bad for Devin. I just feel like she has a lot of growing up to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I know I... I should feel sorry for her, but um, I don't, um, mm. unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, that's the T. That's, that's the WTF the, that's the on, tea. <laughs> yep, on Devin. All right, guys. So we've come to the end of our coverage of 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, and The Other Way. What do you guys want to say about your WTF moment? Uh, WTF moment. Uh, for me... Let's see. I think uh, I want to say uh, it was Aswelu kind of turning that uh, that conversation around. I think he should have been with his sided with his wife a little bit more, or or at least listened to her and understood her argument rather than challenging her to a fist fight. <laughs> you know, we we didn't cover it uh, too much over, uh, or we didn't discuss it too much. But uh, I think uh, I would be remiss to say that I felt bad for her um, when she cried, when she went to her sister and just vented and started crying. And I think she even revealed uh, her doubts about her marriage with Asuelu. Yeah, I mean, for me, that that scene for me really, uh, really touched me. And I I didn't mention it when we were talking about them earlier because we, you know, got caught up in the drama. But I really did feel bad. Uh, for her so um wtf asuelu uh why are you over here challenging to knock out your wife (laughs) it's not (laughs) cool yeah and she would knock you out anyway sure totally knock his ass out i totally agree um my wtf moment was also uh not not the same moment that was wtf but kind of when the sister was like you know saying that you're lazy to Kalani when she's when she made that comment I almost just want to like grab at my tv screen because I was like well what is the matter with this crazy woman you know I think that she's completely out of line and that whole topic just boils my blood because how does someone that you don't even know think that they have so many rights over you your money your husband your kids your life like mm-hmm. WTF like GTFO like there's the door and don't let yeah. it hit you on the way out you know what I mean <laughs> So that was that was my favorite part. Yeah, I guess it's three for three. My my WTF moment is obviously the the whole confrontation between Kalani and her in laws. And yes, just to remind you guys of the the infamous quote: "Now, if your sister ever touched a single molecule on my body, I would have dropped her." Period. <laughs> period period you guys period 
On that note, Lon, would you like to close for us? Hey, uh, thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple. It is appreciated and really helps us out. We'd also love for you to join our Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to our discussions on a wide range of topics. This week, we'll be covering more of Darcy and Stacy. And let me tell you, I am very pleasantly surprised at how much I like this show. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I want to say it's, it's, it's quickly becoming my favorite um, of what we're currently watching right now. Uh, as always, please engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are every Sunday and Monday. And we might even shout you out on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. I hope you guys like this podcast as much as Colt likes Latina and the fire in them. So thank you for listening. And until next time, <laughs> make sure to check us out on our social media and Patreon like Yazan's family snooping around on Britney's social media. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. I am sad and so